Hello, and welcome to the new season of Fortune's Wheelhouse, a podcast about esoterics and the tarot. I'm Susie Chang, and my co-host is Mel Moline. We have gone on an epic journey through the symbolism of the 78 cards of the tarot deck, and in this season, we are applying esoteric filters to the deck, examining it through a variety of astrological, cabalistic, numeric, and other lenses. Please don't worry if you haven't quote-unquote caught up yet. You can drop in anywhere with Fortune's Wheelhouse. As a podcast, Fortune's Wheelhouse is here to support your own hunt for meaning in whatever sequence that takes you. And remember, if you're diving in at random and one of us says something inscrutable, we do have lots of resources to help with that on our website www.patreon.com slash fortunes wheelhouse, where you can sign up and get access to all of that content for as little as a dollar. There are also a couple of other places where you can check in with us online. You can visit Mel at tabulamundi.com, and you can visit me at tsusanchang.com. You can also join over 550 smart, nice, and most importantly, like-minded friends at the Fortunes Wheelhouse Academy group on Facebook. This week's show is the second of two very special episodes in which we invited Fortune's Wheelhouse patrons to submit their questions for one-card readings. We got 26 responses, and in a single marathon session at Mel's house, we read them all. There are some limits to what you can do with a single card, but as you know, tarot can be very resourceful about packing several relevant layers of meaning into a single image. We hope that everyone who submitted a question will find the readings helpful, and we also hope that all our listeners will enjoy seeing how we apply these esoterics we've been talking about for over two years here when it comes to an actual reading. As you know, in each episode, we have a giveaway. Last week, our prize for the first half of our patron readings episode was a pure black silk spread cloth from my Tarotista shop on Etsy, and our winner was Dana from San Diego. Congratulations, Dana. If you're not Dana, you can still get your hands on that spread cloth, which is very reasonably priced and available at www.etsy.com slash shop slash tarotista. For this week's giveaway, we're offering another essential tool for reading. Well, indeed, the most essential tool, which is, of course, a tarot deck. Mel is offering this week's winner their choice of either the full-sized Rosetta Tarot or the mini-sized Tabula Mundi. Both, of course, are also available on Mel's website at www.tarocart.com. As I mentioned, this is the second of two special episodes dedicated to readings. After this, we'll be returning to our regular programming and exploring the cards through the lens of assorted esoteric traditions. Don't worry if you missed your chance to submit a question for reading, as we will very likely be doing readings episodes again in the future. And if you sign up as a patron, you'll be the first to hear the next time we announce a readings episode. And you can sign up where? At www.patreon.com slash fortunes wheelhouse. And now, here's this week's episode. All right, so, um, Venus time, nice, okay. Venus day, Venus time. Venus day, Venus time. I like it. So we're on number, number two. Number two. Is it? Is yep, it my and turn? It's your draw. draw. Okay. okay. So the question is, 
What do I need to know about in regards to being a new homeowner? Or what advice do you have in regards to being a new homeowner? Hmm. Yeah. Two ways of saying the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same question. Yeah. What do they need to it's know? Like, Good luck, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. Ah, Ten of Wands. Well, that's not it's, it's it's it is it, it is appropriate. It is appropriate being a new homeowner because what you will learn and it's very exciting when you're a new homeowner, but after a while <laughs> there are a lot of burdens associated it's with home just ownership. Endless things to do. Yeah. With being a new homeowner. Time the effects of time and degradation upon the materials of wood and uh, things that houses are built out of it takes a toll so it we have does. a time saturn taking a toll on wood <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i think one of the things that we always see with this card is that it can be really overwhelming the the task list and the to-do list is Huge. On the other hand, you know, it's 10, it's Saturn, it's Malkut, it's where we live. It's yeah, it's home. Worth it's Malkut, it, you know? It's home, yeah. And it's worth it. Yep, it is worth it. I always think of, you know, that sequence of 8, 9, and 10 of wands. I like to use the archery metaphors for it. So the 8 is the flight of the arrow, then 9 is the tension of the bow, and the 10 is the arrow hitting the target. Yeah. So with this card, there's an emphasis on the end point, right? There is a destination, there is a goal, and you have to keep that in mind. The other thing I think about is that anvil on the, you know, on your card that's throttling the neck of the amphora. And every once in a while, it's good to just breathe. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, you're taking a lot of, a lot on, but don't smother your fires. Mm -hmm. You know, give yourself some breathing room. When I see this card too, one of the things, yes, there's a burden being carried. Yes, there's a lot of work, but you have to remember with Saturn that Saturn rewards hard work. That's so there right. is a reward for carrying these burdens and for doing this work. Yeah, absolutely. And you're building an asset. I mean, everything you put into that home eventually becomes yours. Yeah. You know, in time. Yeah. And becomes part of your, your capital. Um, and Saturn mm -hmm. isn't fast. It's steady and slow. So one thing at a time, one step at a time, you know, keep on doing the things you need to do. The daily grinds, yeah. the monthly grinds, the yearly grinds, <laughs> the, the decades of grinds. Yeah. And so this is interesting because it is, you know, Saturn in a Jupiter ruled sign. And it's right next to, right before in terms of the year, Jupiter in a, in a Saturn ruled sign. So it goes from 10 of, uh, wands to two of discs. And so those two things, they're, they're kind of matched. They're kind of counterparts in the sense that the whole point is change. <laughs> That's why you're doing this. You are fighting the natural changes of the house with your, you know, man imposed changes to shore it up and make it better. And both are necessary. The effort that you make, the changes that you make go hand in hand with our part and parcel of the burden. Also remember that at least in the Northern Hemisphere, this is the hour that is darkest before the dawn, before the light begins to lengthen again. <laughs> so don't despair. Yeah, I'm looking to at a more fun 
aspect other than just the whole work aspect of it is that if you look at the major cards associated with this card, you have art and you have the universe. It's a chance to impose your will upon your world. Nice. To make it just the way you want it to be. To make your own little world. Yeah. Your universe, your world, your will, your artistic visions Mm -hmm. are what you know, you, it's your chance to make it what you want. Yeah, I think that's according really... to your ideals, that aspiration of the the archer, the art card, mm-hmm. the high. You know, what is your ideal, and how do I get there? How do I impose that will? What I want on my world, my right. universe. The art card really does put people through their paces. It is the number one ordeal that you have to deal with at the moment, but the greatest reward can come from it. Yeah. So there's work, but you're getting to you're getting to mold your your vision. Right. That's so appropriate. All right. Four. Okay. I don't think we did four. Nope. Okay. Is pursuing the upcoming year long astrology certification course in November a sound decision? Hmm. Okay. I know that feeling of being about to make a huge investment and not being totally sure. Oh. Ah. Ah, five of discs again. again. Okay. Yeah. They're worried about it. They're worried about it. They're worried about the cost of it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, this Mm -hmm. seems to be a card worrying about money. It's an economic card for sure. Right. And I would say this has absolutely no bearing on the worth of the course itself, on the value of the course itself. I would say it's about your financial situation. And before you do it, crunch those numbers. Right. And maybe they're not just worried about what the course will cost them, but are they taking the course because they want to turn it into something they can monetize, like a career in astrology? Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's what they're thinking or not, but it's the card seems to be indicating there's worries about the financial aspects of it. Yeah. I think that if it looks... Like, if you really want to take it, then do what you need to do to clear up the money. And if you're concerned that it's, you know, don't, don't take the view that, oh, maybe it'll work out because it won't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Is it a sound decision financially? Maybe not, but that's not the only reason to do something. Exactly. Exactly. There could be a long-term benefit to it. The example I always remember with this card is that I got it when I was starting my first podcast, The Level Teaspoon, and it was a disaster monetarily. It did not work at all. But I learned a lot. And that's what enabled me to be able to help us start Fortune's Wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. And so it was worth it in the long run, but not for the reason I thought. Yeah. So there is, again, that sacred doubt in this card. The thing that you want to have happen immediately may not manifest itself, may not eventuate. However, there may be other reasons, as Mel says, mm-hmm. that might make it worthwhile. But uh, but if money is the top priority right now, this is not the place to put it. Yeah. Ten? Ten. Ten's, Ten. ten's available. Okay. What will happen, or what do we need to know, to get Trump and the Republicans out of power? <laughs> Wowzers. Okay, well, we answered the question here. So. Yes, we do. <laughs> Your draw. My draw. Okay. Uh, was it, so, what, what do we okay. need to do? Or what I'll do, I'll do the question do? again. Yeah. What will happen, or what do we need to know, to mm. get Trump and the Republicans out of power? So what will happen to get them out of power, or them out of power, and what do we need, or what do we need to know about yeah, that's that. interesting because it kind of blurs the line between uh, prediction and action. You know, what yeah. can we do versus what is yeah. going to happen anyway. 
Right. What will happen? That's beyond our control. Mm -hmm. What do we need to know Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. somewhat within our control. Right, 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 right. Okay, let's see. Okay. Ooh, Queen of Wands. Came out reversed. Going to turn it the other way. Yeah. Doesn't it seem like we've had a lot of courts? (laughs) We have had a lot of courts. Yeah. Queen of Wands. Elizabeth Warren, <laughs> Aries, starting fresh. <laughs> what do we need to know? Okay, feminine power, mm-hmm. the power of feminine power, uh, the power mm-hmm. of women voters to connect with each other um, and mm-hmm. form networks of strength and support. It doesn't necessarily mean a woman will take him out of office, right. although it could. But right. I think it mm-hmm. means more about connecting to femininity and feminine power. And, women uh, warriors, yeah. Because there's a lot of reasons for women to be upset with that administration. Right, exactly. And I think there is a um, a sense in this card, because it's a card of Aries, but it's also a female card, that we need to reclaim our sovereignty. Queens are cardinal. They take charge. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And to be inspired by that challenge. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a positive message. You know, I think the Queen of Swords perhaps would be more of a throw the bastard out kind of a thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but this is about being inspired about what we can do. Right. Mm-hmm. Definitely inspired is a good word. So mm-hmm. what do we need to know or what can people do is to take their power back, uh, to be inspired, to be inflamed, mm-hmm. even would be a good word for the Queen of Wands. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the the Deccans, you've got the two and three of wands as the main ones, you know, dominion and virtue. Mm-hmm. I mean, how powerful is that? Right. A and new start, too. You know, yeah. it's the two and three. It's the beginning of the Zodiac. It's a brand right. new start. That, that You right. know, like, and, and to be excited about that, dominion about taking charge of Everything that is within your purview and virtue about good, that good governance, mm-hmm. you know, taking it further. Yes. Uh, and, and that's really good. Then the shadow card, we've got the, uh, the ten, 10 of cups, the 10 of Satiety. cups. And, you know, they say that, uh, the queen of wands weakness is, is that desire to, to, head into oblivion and let other people make the decisions, let other people mm-hmm. take charge and be, you know, kind of passive and that's the shadow you I think that's what you don't want to do. I think that's absolutely right. The 10 of cups can have that quality of head in the sand, you know, this beautiful vision of um how things right, maybe ought to right. be and let someone else take charge. Yes, exactly. And or pr- deluding yeah. yourself into thinking that that's, that's all, the way it's it is. All good. Right. Whereas, yeah. you know, put that on the other side of the year. That's what right. we're aiming Her strength, towards. the queen of wands strength is the ability to be decisive and take charge and be cardinal and you know yeah. be arian um look at the difference between the way things maybe could or should be which is the 10 of cups and the way they are <laughs> and take action right you know mm-hmm. yeah i really like that idea that the 3 of wands that is a card of government and there's also a, a quality you know the the watery part of fire there is a willingness to let your heart lead you, you yeah know? Yep. Um, Let your heart lead your passions. Yeah. Yeah. I think what it's saying too, what do we need to know? Like what we need inspiration. We Mm -hmm. need fire. We Mm -hmm. need feminine fire. Yeah. And I think there's not necessarily female, Mm -hmm. although that could, you know, definitely could could definitely be female. But I mean that quality of passionately caring. Yes. 
I'm not trying to be partisan here, but I was listening on the way here to some coverage of what it's like in an Elizabeth Warren rally, which I have never been to. And apparently one of the things that they do at the beginning of the rally is they have a moment where nobody's speaking, where they encourage the audience to turn to one another, like in church, and introduce each other. You know, and to me, that's the connectivity of the queen. Right. You know, the like, it's not really about the person at the top of the stage. It's about the people around but, Yeah. And that's part of good governance is exactly. caring about the people. Exactly. Exactly. Which on, well, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're going. <laughs> I'll, I'll say no more. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good, I think it's a good reminder of our strengths and capabilities as people, maybe particularly as women in a sense. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That was fun. That was fun. I right. wouldn't. It was a, <laughs> a, a tough question, you know. Political stuff is always a little, yeah. A little, yeah. But I, I think it. I think that's. But it came from a good place. It did. Yeah. yeah. Did we do nine? Uh no. Okay. What energy should I focus on embodying over the next year? Ooh, how interesting. Mm-hmm. The way that's phrased. The seven, mm, of, seven cups. of cups. The botch. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. There's a couple I, ways to go with that that are not the same. <laughs> that are not the same. Yeah. So you know, obviously, since they're asking what energy should they embody, they're looking at the positive. You know, you're not going to want right. to embody the negative aspects of anything. So right. the positive aspects of the Seven of Cups, what would you look for uh, to embody? I would say to be a visionary, to use the powers of your imagination to create something beautiful. Right. Because it's right. Venus. Yes. And it's okay if you start with something that's kind of gross to begin with. You know, we're not right, so the great. transformative qualities of Scorpio. Right, right. Because, you know, this is the blessing of the lesser benefic. She can be in detriment in Scorpio and take something that is, you know, dark and murky. Dark or murky, <laughs> exactly, or something that people have considered refuse or waste and turn it into something new uh, with added meaning and added beauty. If it's looked at in the yeah, right way. Yeah, we've got double Venus here because it's a seven right. and the Deccan's ruled by Venus. So definitely things of beauty and transforming, you know, maybe things that aren't so beautiful into things that are beautiful. How do we take mm -hmm. dark energies and deep energies and manifest something of beauty and worth? Yeah, that's interesting. You know, the seven part of it, the Kabbalistic doubling – Sphere of Netzach is really interesting. We call it the sphere of victory, but it is also, I mean, technically Netzach has to do with endurance over time and mm -hmm. the inspiration that allows endurance over time. It could be like in the seven of what wands, do you the need charisma. for victory. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> the thing that inspires you. And, you know, the difference between Netzach and Hod is that Hod is much more the sort of like intellectual structure that says, okay, I'm going to interpret this in a way that is intellectually appropriate, whereas the Netzach side is inspired. The artistic vision exactly. part of it, right. Exactly. Right. It's dreams, fantasy, charisma, uh, vision. The, that enlivening quality that, you know, right. like in magic, there's right. the spell and then there's the emotion behind it. So take your pain and make it art. <laughs> <laughs> whether that is, you know, painting or whether it's um, growing things or cooking things or theater or dancer, you know, whatever it is that is your uh, passion. 
And also, I think we should mention because of the doubling of Venus relationships. Relationships, yes. Um, mm-hmm. It might somehow involve connecting with people. Could in some, do, in yeah. In some form. Dare to dream, man. We did six? Nope. Okay. Okay. Six. My career feels like it's at a standstill. Some days feel like every road is an open possibility. Other days, it's like nothing is an option. I've been reluctant to fully invest in my art because I've never felt confident. But time seems to be running out and I need some financial stability and meaning in my work life. What should I know about this crossroad I feel I am at? Mm, we've seen a couple Very of these dear already. to my heart. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. What do I need to know about this crossroad I feel I'm at? That's a really good question. Okay. Ah, six oh, of wow. cups. Oh, another, another oh, six yeah. of cups. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm so worried about sounding like a broken record, but I think it's a, it I is do. a turn towards, a turn towards, towards pleasure, turn towards, towards pleasure. art, right? Yeah. Turn towards what makes your heart sing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it is about balance too. Um, you right, know, being a six, right, is about balance and harmony. Right. Yeah, yeah. This this crossroad, I feel I am at, and it seems that time is running out. Yeah. So this is definitely that card of thinking about what you want to be known for, what you want to leave behind, what are you giving to the world, mm-hmm. and. Confidence is not really the issue, right? Confidence. I mean, yes, you're feeling a lack of confidence. This card is, is not in a sense about you and the struggle with yourself. It's about what you have to offer to the world. I think that if the person goes for the art and goes for it, they will get the confidence. It's a double I think sun so card. Too. I think so if too. If their heart centered in what they're doing, the confidence is going to come out of that. That's a good way of putting it. I think so. And there is also, I think, a need to address the needs of your soul here on earth, <laughs> right? Because you talk about this yeah. crossroads where you got to balance out the life and the, and the money, but there's also a balance that needs to happen for your soul's life purpose, you know? Yeah. They even mentioned time running out mm-hmm. and, you know, this has got the death card and it. it is about your legacy and, and mm-hmm. what you're, what you leave behind. And so I think one way or another, whatever way is easiest for you, you have to find a way to do it, whether it's just taking little steps first, but just get the ball rolling, really. Yeah. I mean, nobody wants to give somebody ever say like discouraging advice, but here I'm, I don't think we can say anything, but go for it. Yeah. The card like this. Yeah, absolutely. um, That they will be much happier if they do. Yeah, one way or another, you know, even if you are just just doing the thing that just using your gift will nourish you. Yeah, and they say their career feels like it's at a standstill. And this card, it's motion, it's mm-hmm. freedom, it's flying, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's time to move. Yeah. To, yeah it'll yeah. feel good. Yeah, to, to let the individual shine. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right, eight. It's funny, I knew this one was going to come next. I was just looking at it going, I bet you that we need to do this one. All right, so um, do I pick? Yes, my pick. Okay, so the question is, what can I do about making peace with the past, divorce, 
and being a positive influence in the eyes of my daughter now and in the future. That's a big one. A lot of history in there. Ah, ten of, ten discs. of discs. Well, oh, well, that's really interesting in terms mm-hmm. of legacy and what mm-hmm. you what you have to pass on and not i'm not really talking about monetarily although one could go there with this card but yeah yeah. i'm talking about accumulated worth knowledge yeah and it's interesting because we've talked about it just because it's such a mercury is you know double mercury card it's about knowledge and that you can pass down as well as financial things yeah it's just interesting that we have the six of cups and the ten of discs which are both in a sense cards of legacies but they're a little bit different right um you know i think with the ten of discs there there is more of an emphasis on family yes definitely absolutely Um, i'm thinking a little bit it's kind of just interesting to note that there's the hermit there's the magus, two Mercury things, right? It's a mercurial person who's it's asking a, the question. <laughs> it is. And also that it's a 10, that's Malkuth the daughter. So it's like, yeah. oh, it's perfect. You know, it's it's really perfect. perfect. You that know? is perfect. Yes. One way to interpret this is to say that you want to think about what riches you can bring your daughter. And richness is defined in many ways, right? You what know, value? Yes. What things of value can you can you pass on? Ooh, and another thing about the 10 of discs that just occurred to me is that to me it's a card of community and that is perhaps something that is hard to think about when you've been through a divorce which sometimes rips strips away some of your community. So there's an emphasis on building strong connections with other people that it doesn't have to be family. It could be friends or other people in your community, but it's important for her to feel that she's part of a larger human structure and that she has people she can count on. So that's one of the things we see in the Rider-Waite-Smith version, this kind of concept of generations, you know, older people taking care of younger people, younger people carrying the torch for older people. It's a very, it's the, ultimate human card and in a sense it's the it's the base of the tree too right Mm -hmm. you know this is where everything comes to rest the ten of discs that's the it's malkut and asiya so all there is is what is here (laughs) also the question about what they can do about making peace with the past Mm -hmm. this is a card about the past and the future in a sense because it's the last card of the Miners, in a sense, the ten of discs could be looked at as the last card in the in the sequence. It is if, you, if you're past if from you're going from wands mm-hmm. through discs, ace through ten. The mm-hmm. ten is the very last one, so it's a card of endings. And just to acknowledge that, mm-hmm. it's that part of your life is over. And mm-hmm. there's always a message in this card of how do you move forward with what you've accumulated and what you've what you've learned and how do you spend it wisely? Right. How do you spend it forward? And so I wonder if looking like what would the next card be? Well, if you're going just from the, the, the tarot sequence, the next card would be the ace of wands, mm. a new creative passion. Mm-hmm. So what's the next, you know, this, if one thing is over and a new thing begins, the next new beginning would be in terms of, of something you're passionate about and something that fires you up. 
The other way to look at the next card is Zodiacally, Libra. which is the Two of Swords or First of Libra. And so Mental peace. there's that. But also, I think there's, you know, since there was this question about divorce mm-hmm. and having had that in the past, the next card is the first card of partnership. Right. I was thinking that, too. Yeah. Like, could a new partnership come into the picture? Who knows? It's possible. I think what's really important, though, for the querent is to model what it is to be a good partner for the mm. daughter. Doesn't matter if they're not in a relationship, you know. Right. Um, but the stance that you take towards other people right. is and important. The, even the stance you take towards your ex, mm-hmm. the mother of your daughter, set a good example on how exactly. to have a relationship with someone, even if it's an ex partner. Even and, if and, there are hard and how feelings. To, right. And how mm-hmm. to model good behavior under all circumstances of partnership. Right, right. And so, so this is the thing that I think is positive about that part of your question, which is that often when we think about the hurt feelings of the past, it's hard not to dwell on them. But it, this gives you something positive to think about around that. The idea that there is something to teach your daughter around it. So even if you're feeling pain, you can still turn yourself into a positive role model by saying, look, everything I do is going to show my daughter how it is done properly. Yes. So it'll get get the person out of themselves and sort of looking forward. And I know that they can do it. Yeah, yeah. I do too. <laughs> I have complete confidence. Yes. Okay. Excellent. All right. Number 24. I have a question about my inner duality. I'm a Libra about to turn 22, mm-hmm. and I'd really like you to flip a card and try to answer this. How can I break the chains holding me down? I'd like to know if I'm the real cause, or is it just an unlucky start? Okay, so, so they're feeling as though this early part of their life has been sort of unlucky up till this right. point. Chains holding them down and they want to know if it's something that they have caused or if it's just an unlucky streak or start mm. to their okay. adulthood. Yeah. And they said they're a Libra. Yeah. Libra uh, about to turn 22. Okay. Ah, to be 22 again. <laughs> Page of swords or princess of swords. Interesting. So, um, that is interesting. Okay. So kind of interesting that we got a card of air. Chains, uh, holding them down and princess of swords can be a very frustrating energy to deal with in a way. Uh, there's always that feeling that you're trying and trying and never quite connecting. So I can, I can see where that is coming from. You know, the connection with the princesses and the aces is coming to my mind, mm-hmm. too, because the, the princess is that fullness that's first expressed in the ace. And how do they break their chains? Grab a hold of that sword. Yeah. You know, yeah. get clarity. Mm-hmm. Use your mind. It's all comes down to the powers of the mind, I think, and thought to create your reality that's to some it. extent. That's that's very true. I mean, we when we did the Princess of Swords uh, episode, I remember we talked a lot about her as occupying the realm of Yetzira, just behind the scenes of reality mm-hmm. and how what she does shapes reality. It doesn't necessarily, you know, make it in the sense that we make a meal or we make a thing, but it gives it the form that it's going to take. 
that's Yetzira. So in a sense, she's extremely magical. And yes. I think that that's a reflection of how our thought patterns cause reality to form. So to me, this is a card about, I don't think it's a question of, is it your fault or not? Right. right. It's about thought patterns and thought patterns are always both inside and outside, you know, caused in both ways. So the, the emphasis should be, I think, in breaking the chains to change the thought patterns. Right. Take charge Whatever of it your takes. thoughts. Yeah. And many people do that different ways. Some people do it with meditation. Some people do it with mindfulness. Some people go to therapy. There's a million ways to do it. But recognize that the, uh, the chains are mental and that there is a way to break them. She is the earthy part of air. And you know, actually, some people do it with magic, <laughs> you know? Right. You know, that you can this is a card of magic. That. It for is sure. a card of magic. And you can do ritual to try and um, move that, move that stuff around in your head. Mm -hmm. So that can work as well. Yeah. Get clear about what you want to. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons that the page of swords or princess of swords is constantly sort of flailing around in the air is because sometimes the goal is not clear. A lot of what we do in magic is clarifying intention. And that would be a first step in real life as well to figure out, to commit right. to something that you definitely know you want. Yeah, you have to know what you want. And that's why this card often, uh, the, the Golden Dawn description has a smoking altar, mm. you know, got to mm. clear the smoke, right. wave the sword. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yes, exactly. It's sort of like, you know, the seasickness you or motion sickness you feel when you are not focusing on your destination in a moving vehicle. You'll feel better once you know what the destination is. Okay. Uh, 22. Um, I'm wondering if you could offer guidance on how best to engage in activism these days, <laughs> whether better results would come from a spiritual, social, or traditional approach. A clarifying question could perhaps be the way that groups and thinkers and people in general gather these days has changed significantly. How do these new formulas of community need to adapt to have their voices heard more effectively? I think so they're talking about online connections. There's, yeah, perhaps. there's more yeah. than one question here. So mm -hmm. whether better results would come from spiritual, social, or traditional approach. Mm -hmm. And then the clarifying question is, how do these new formulas of community need to adapt to have their voices heard? And the overarching question is how to be an activist, kind yeah, of. Yeah, right. How best to engage in activism these days. So we'll try to... Yeah, Taro can answer that. <laughs> right. Was it yours or mine? It's yours, I think. Yeah, I did okay. the princess. Yeah. All right. It's funny, like, I often think of the princess of swords, the one we just got as the activism. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's oh, good. That's card, good. But... I can see that. Yeah. Well, who knows? Yeah, let's see. Huh, ah, another different princess. princess. Princess of the Cups. Princess of Cups. Oh. Heart-centered. Heart-centered, yes. Princess or Page of Cups. One of the things that I think is appealing to the humanity in people, yeah. you know, the love. And we are uh, living in a somewhat heartless time. Yeah. This card, too, I always think of her as being a helper mm -hmm. in some way. And you know, was it Fred Rogers that said, look for the, look helpers, for the helpers, look for the helpers, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. this, the princess of cups is, is a helper. So sometimes there's 
ego involved in in mm-hmm. activism that doesn't need to be there because it's not coming from the place of helping like you, yes. you know what i'm saying yes i absolutely do because a lot of you know the language around activism is about being a warrior you know and about um fighting and not giving <laughs> in but that's... there's a gentle path too yeah that this card is pointing to not and not just um gentle path but also being okay to be Someone that is not in a primary role, not, you know what I mm-hmm, mean? To not mm-hmm. let it be about you and your ego, to be okay in the assistant role as long as you're doing good heart-centered work. Every one of us has a little role to play one way or another. Mm-hmm. And I think also she's the dreamer of the deck. And I think there is um a quality in here of not being afraid to dream. A lot of the argument against doing the right thing has to do with you're just being overly idealistic. You don't have your feet in reality. But I think without our dreams, we lose track of our humanity. We lose track of who we really want to be. So somebody has to carry the torch for the ideals. Yep. And with yeah. the princesses, I always like like to consider, you know, that ace connection and that mm-hmm. the, the the power that they wield where the princess of swords, you know, is the power to know and the power of the mind. This is the mm-hmm. power to love and the power mm-hmm. of to feel. Yeah. And also the power, you know, the Sphinx power to and dare. And to dare. Yeah. Right. Exactly. To dare because to of To dare heart. to love, to dare, yeah, to dare to go with mm-hmm. something that's heart-centered. Even if you think someone's going to say that you're naive or stupid or, you know, not practical, you dare because you love. Yes. You yeah. dare to dream. Exactly. It's a really beautiful card for this moment, I think. It's very necessary. Yeah. The world's yeah. pretty harsh right now, and it needs some of that. Yeah, and just being willing to talk about our most vulnerable and not just sort of say, well, I don't want to deal with that because it's too painful. To live in the heart is an act of bravery. 26? 26 is good. Oh, 26 is good. Okay. Yep. All right. I'm curious about the paths that I can take in my work for the next 30 to 40 years. <laughs> I'm 26 now. I feel torn between ideals that represent different aspects of myself. The things I think of as near to distant possibilities are staying as a programmer in industry and focusing on mentorship, becoming involved in politics or legal reform, returning to neuroscience research, joining the Human Rights Data Analysis Group, robotics, especially computer vision, performance motorcycle (laughs) car tuning, a business venture with a partner, throwing it all out the door and just racing motorcycles, a combination of the above or something completely unknown to me at the moment. Well, they certainly threw out a lot of possibilities. We should be able to see in the card something that resembles one of those. Right. (laughs) That's really funny. Oh, my goodness. And it's really long-term. Yeah. I mean, 30 to 40 years. They might do all of those you things could. over there. Exactly. <laughs> so young. Yeah. That's very, very sweet. Ah! <laughs> well, I'm not surprised, oh, I'm not in a surprised. sense, that we got yeah, the... Uh, Prince the of Swords came Prince out upside swords. down. Um, let's... Because, you know, we, we talked about this with the last person who got this, but, like, mm-hmm. I always see this card, even though it's not Gemini, it's Aquarius, mm-hmm. I always see this card as have, having a, many choices and being pulled in different directions. That is absolutely you know, the two, true. The two fairy, fey, mm-hmm. arch, arch phase or whatever that pull his... 
uh, chariot are always mm-hmm. focused in different directions. And it's obvious from all the possibilities she threw out there that there's a lot of different competing things, um, demanding attention or. Yeah. Or... Well, and then in the Thoth version, we see that too, the sort of like the pulling in different directions. And in a sense, each of the things that she mentioned, you know, has a little a connection little flavor, to yeah, here. Yeah. I mean, I think the um, like can... programming and is definitely, definitely science airy science. Air, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> Politics and legal reform, absolutely. Yeah. That sort of like legal um, working with words and fighting. Right. Uh, neuroscience research, it's all in the brain. <laughs> you know, right. joining the human rights data analysis group, data and fighting Aquarius, for human right, rights, right. you know, robotics, absolutely. Very um, Aquarian. Yes. Performance motorcycle. He's on a horse. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that's in there too. He's on, Business a chari- ven- he's on a chariot. Yeah. Business venture with a partner I don't as much see in there. I would see that more as like a, um, you know, I would expect to see more of a partnership type thing yep. in there. That one I don't see. Uh, and then re- just racing motorcycles could absolutely definitely be with, the, with the chariot, <laughs> right? Yeah. So um, the only the one prince's I'm going to rule chariot, out, not the chariot cancer the, Yeah, the only one I'm going to rule out is the business venture with a partner that doesn't seem to be indicated by the card. Mm-hmm. But the other ones all seem possible. I think that because it's air of air, I think it's important for this person to be able to express the thing that they're working on, not just research it. Mm. There is a quality of um, speaking up that I think would go with some of the advocacy stuff. Um, it could be uh, the data analysis um, human rights thing. Could yeah, work. a combination of the above. Like I think they're talking the above. about the next thirty to forty years of their life. <laughs> they may do several of these things. Yes, I think what the card might be suggesting is that the same skills could be used in a number of different ways. Right. You know, those that's skills, part of the nature. Those skills mm-hmm. of scientific research, those skills of of the mind and communication and understanding the science and travel, even yeah, and travel even. Yep. Absolutely. I think the motorcycling will always be part of this person's life, um, but not necessarily as the primary job. I think because the um, this is a prince of swords, a prince of air, not a prince of fire. I think it's less about the the race and the drive and the ambition and more about the communication. Right. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of overlap here that are that all these things sound very um aquarian and air of air the programming mm-hmm. the mentorship mm-hmm. the data analysis robotics you know yeah. all those things um STEM. are possibilities <laughs> yeah and i think that this person will do well in those fields yeah and not necessarily as i i feel as though they might be best off not necessarily as starting an organization, but as playing a strong role within an organization, you know, because it's not the knight slash king, it's the prince, mm-hmm. you know, somebody who can be a really strong worker, someone who... And a problem solver. And a problem solver, absolutely. Um, we talked a little bit earlier about the Deccans Associated, but uh, just to review there, the uh, four of discs, the five of swords and the six of swords so there's an understanding of the system that comes from the four of discs 
what's but inside the, the walls of Capricorn. Card, so that's not the well, biggest strength and realizing of this that card. <laughs> the system could be broken, right? right? And right. that it could be better. That's the Aquarian side of it in the right. five and six. Moving towards what's right? ideal. Right, right. It's getting beyond the shadow decan to what might mm-hmm. be the improvement. Yep. So that will be, you know, there's a visionary capacity in this card too. I so, agree. so, you know, in that organizations can be inherently conservative for discs, this person could be the voice of the progressive voice within them. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Uh, 22. Okay. What do I need to know about having my own agency? Ooh. Wow. I don't know if they mean that. Oh yeah, how like do they mean determination or an actual? Right, I think it's I think it's probably meaning a an actual company, an actual agency. About having my own agency, most likely. Otherwise, they would phrase it slightly differently. Yeah, I think think so. Yeah, yep. Seven Seven of discs. discs. Okay, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Okay, so what do you need to know about having your own agency? Well, it's a lot of work. Yes. A lot of work. Uh, and that it may not immediately yield results, material yes. results. We talk about this as the Lord of Failure. Mel likes to add yet as yet. Well, I right? think it's called success unfulfilled. As a, success as of yet unfulfilled or something. I forget That's the exact That's success wording. unfulfilled, yeah. Mm-hmm. So far. So far. So far, yeah. Right. There is a quality in here, you know, there's looking to the six for what you want to have happen, but really having to have a very honest look at how things have not gone right and adjusting or evaluating or assessing them. Right, learning from your mistakes. right. Whereas the five of, has that quality of looking ahead and saying, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> the seven looks back and says, well, these are things I know about that mm-hmm. I know I have to fix. So, um, yeah, there's a, yeah. there's a really, this is a tough one because, you know, you could look at it as well. It probably won't be material successful right away, which for some people that would be a immediate no. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah. because it's a Saturn card, it's also talking about endurance. Exactly. This is Saturn in Taurus, which both of us have, I think. No. No, wait, no. You have Saturn in... I have Aries. You have Taurus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're older than me by a little bit. But Saturn... So I have Saturn in Taurus. <laughs> Lucky me. And it is super long term. There is no immediate gratification with this card. And the best way to deal with it is to be able to delay gratification and to be able to do the work first. Like I'm the person who always eats the crumbs before the cookie (laughs) because the good stuff comes last. (laughs) Yeah, save the best for last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although there is another philosophy which is eat the grapes downward, eat the good stuff first, but I've never been able to do that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, this is about, you, you know, it's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just, this is yeah. a just total aside. <laughs> I know why you might have thought I have Saturn in Taurus because I have in the second house. Second house. Which is equivalent. Right. And we've the, talked about sense, that yeah. sort of like yep. issues. You're right. Second house. Taurus I also issues. eat the crumbs first. <laughs> 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 That's really funny. <laughs> so yeah, how you take this card depends slightly on what you want right away, you know, what you want in the short term. If what you want is something that kind of um, lands immediately and kind of 
establishes you instantly as a rising star, I don't think that's going to happen. However, if it's something that you have the ability to build slowly over time, maybe while doing your current job, uh, then that could work. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Okay, here's one we didn't do. Okay. Want to just do it? Yeah, let's just do it. All right. Um, what do I need to know about my three and a half year relationships next steps? Ooh, okay. All right. Three and a half year relationships next steps. Okay, so I'm going to ask the deck to um, disregard reversals on this one because it's much easier for this kind of question just to take the card as it comes. Okay. All right. Eight of pentacles or discs we've not seen that one before not today sun in virgo all right okay and did they say next steps what do i need to know about my three and a half year relationships next steps yes okay this is i think a little bit of a take it slow card um it's a generally positive yep. sign i think it's there's... about caring and nurturing long term. Mm -hmm. There is still um, some building to do for the foundation of the relationship. It does always feel, I think, with Virgo, it can, you know, with these cards of Virgo, sometimes there is a sort of like natural impulse to go towards Libra, (laughs) you know, because that's next. But I think that this is saying plan it out and take your time with it. It will be fine. Grow it slowly. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of uh, don't force it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like when, you're in, when, when you're investing, you leave the capital alone and wait for it to grow. When you're, as in this card, waiting for eggs to hatch, you mm-hmm. can't pick, start picking at the shells before they're ready. Exactly. You cannot. Um, it's like, you know, in the Thoth card, you have the tree that's growing well, because it has exactly the right amount of sun, rain, nutrients, everything it needs. Um, so, so the emphasis right now, next steps should be on what does the relationship require? What will make it healthy? What minor care <laughs> will, right, will make it, um, healthy and grow and in not the future. to force things yeah. too soon before their time. Um, right. Small adjustments. Yep. Small adjustments and the, you know, and the, and the, um, the details are important. You know, the little things you do for each other are worth paying attention yeah. to. Yep. Definitely. You know, I guess sometimes the danger with eight of pentacles or eight of discs is over focusing on the details and being petty. But rather than worrying about that, think about the little things you can do to make the relationship stronger, make the partner happier correct the minor faults and flaws that might be sort of it's virgo the small things and it's the sun which is growth so you know growth Mm -hmm. through small things growth through care of small things uh warmth and generosity yes and do your chores (laughs) (laughs) take up your share of the work both of you Mm -hmm. uh, so there's no resentment there and uh, see what you can build with that there is a there is a beauty in i think of this as the chop wood carry water card and there is Something definitely um, that can be appreciated, valued in doing just the scut work and that being part of your partnership and uh, something that each of you values in the other. And there's also a little bit of, because the hermit's involved, of introspection. Yes, 
um, look within mm-hmm. to what you can bring to the relationship. Yeah. Not to what that's right. Externally or the partner can provide. Yeah. You are self-sufficient. That's part of what's implied by the sun in the hermit's lantern. Okay. Um, what else do we have? Where do I need to focus my energy this coming year to create the most rewarding success? Oh, that's interesting. Ah, the queen of discs, she's all about <laughs> yeah. creating rewarding success, isn't she? Yeah. That's great. More courts. <laughs> business. Yeah. Focusing on uh, business, I guess. Uh, it definitely seems like a business-oriented woman there. Yeah, yeah. And there is a little bit of a shut up and do the work quality to it um because mm-hmm. uh, she is the queen of silence as well as yeah the yep. queen of <laughs> business <Yep. laughs> there is a quality of following the plan whereas like the queen of wands might be okay you got to work your connections you got to you know really sort of get out there and network this is more about um focusing on the numbers and yep. doing the job and ambition mm-hmm. you know wanting to climb you know, mm-hmm. the Capricorn's about climbing and rising higher than where you currently are in some way. So we've got for the uh, the Deccans, we've got the two of ten discs. Of, uh, uh, right, and ten of wands is the shadow. And the three of discs mm-hmm. works, work or works, um, and then uh, the ten of wands as the shadow. So there is always the danger of getting in over your head a bit. Right. And of perhaps being a little too driven, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. And But knowing that ultimately the reason that you're doing the work is because you're trying to build something. Right. You're yeah. trying to grow something of value. Um, yeah. Something in this world, something material. Right. And also queens, you know, they're threes, they're bina. They are this impulse to make something that you can put your hands on and see that's you know, that's real, that's tangible, particularly, I think, with the Queen of Discs, because she's so earthy. To me, there's also a quality in this card of making New Year's resolutions, because <laughs> of the time of year it's associated right, with. Right. So, you know, that can be, You know, yes. that's an interesting thing to, where do I want to be a year from now? Right, long-term so thinking. So she's, she's saying, where to focus this coming year? Well, then look ahead, where do you want to be a year from now? What would mm-hmm. be rewarding Yes. To you. And then what work do I need to do to get there? And as we know, Saturn, Lord of Capricorn, loves long-term thinking. Mm -hmm. It loves, you know, you checking in to see how you're doing on your goal that you set way far in the future. That's exactly... um, What what steps can I take to get there? Right. Right. So I need, I think they need to focus their energy on some aspect of something earthy and material mm-hmm. that they want to build. And it's, a, it's a fruitful card too, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that it's good if you're talking about building material success. Right. Which this person probably is. <laughs> yeah. Well, they said rewarding success. Mm. That sounds pretty material. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. okay um, so my draw, I yep. guess. What is most needing my attention at this moment for me to be healthy and well in my body? Mm. I am struggling with fatigue, which feels very connected to my emotional self and a lot of the processing and self-growth work I've been doing. And I feel like I need to switch into taking care of the physical for a little while. Mm-hmm. I'd love some insight on how to do that or what to focus on. Okay. 
We can give that a try. I always do the medical disclaimer with these where, you know, any physical concerns, be sure to see your doctor. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but we can give it a go. So what is most needing my attention at this moment to be healthy and well in my body? Okay. Ooh, came out reversed. It's the nine of swords. Wow. Wow, that's intense. Well, you know, this mm-hmm. person does mention that their fatigue feels mm. connected to their emotional self yes. and the processing they're and doing. And this is the sleeplessness due to anxiety card. Yeah, and and also like a card of negative thoughts. Yes. Yes, you the person mentions that they're trying to focus on the physical as opposed to the emotional or mental, but I think they are interconnected. I think the emphasis should be on trying to solve the fatigue for the body. Right, the sleepless card, right? Yeah. Con- yeah. Are they sleeping well? Mhm. Um and that may be, you know, it may be necessary to deal with the mind in order to do that. Also with this card, because of the Gemini influences on the card, Mm -hmm. um, sometimes you have to give something up. Mm. You have to make a sacrifice. Is there something that giving up would be a good thing? Is there something you need to give up? Right. Usually with, you know, the anxieties that cause us to lose sleep, there are two points of view at war, and one of them might need to be sacrificed. Right. The other possibility is that it could be a literal head thing. Uh, yeah. You know, right. With Mars. Right. Now, does that mean uh, head as in thoughts? Or does or that head mean as in physical, like pain and uh, migraines and right. things like that? So we've got the lovers and the tower. Right. As the majors that go into this card. And it's also a nine, which is lunar and subconscious. Yeah, and it's tied to the Knight or King of Swords, um, Knight and Thoth, Rider Waite Smith King. So one solution to this difficulty might be to take a decisive action that yeah. closes off one of those possibilities that keep right. the person choose, up at night. Choose something. If there's something that you're struggling with just make a choice right and just say and let go Look, of it's the done. other thing and, and yeah not try to have it all or both things right sometimes that's but really they're like they're asking what is most needing their attention and i think what's most needing their attention are their thoughts mm-hmm. yeah there's really no other way to i mean it is swords so you know it would be very different if we had right. gotten a discard Maybe it is time to let go of the processing they mentioned, you know, the process, maybe there's yeah. trauma, maybe there, you know, yeah. and, and to get out of the mind and go into the body, let, Perhaps, go, let go of that mental stuff. Right. Yes. Because this card came out upside down. That's one thing. And, you know, one, one possible solution for this is the nine of discs, the elemental opposite of this card, which is, you know, creating this comfortable, you know, just as you like physical environment around yourself yeah. and really um, taking pleasure in that and, you know, um, relying on no one else to do it for you. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, that could be a way to solve this. Anyway, I hope it does get better. I do That too. sounds very painful. Okay, do we have any others? 
Let's see. That might have been the last one. I'm not sure. Yep, we did them all. All right. Can't believe it. All right. Hey, <laughs> we did it. Okay. Well, this was really fun. I think we it should, was. you know, do it in, as an inter inter season yeah, or inter. Maybe you know, do it quarterly or yeah, or something like that. Like whenever that. it comes I don't know. up. Yeah. Um, I. It's fun to kind of show people the way we actually use all this stuff that we talk about all the time and uh, apply it to real life context. So all of you and particular thanks to those who sent questions for the episode. We hope that our readings have been helpful to you. Are we going to post the questions for and and not the answers, but the cards for people to we comment on? We could post on? just the question with no identifying information and the card that we got and let people in the community offer their jump in if they want yeah, to yeah their thoughts that arose or something like that or they okay. or people could if they're okay with it they could give feedback or whatever yes, but absolutely. Um, yeah we'll put something on the patreon page um not not rehashing our readings just a list of the questions and the card that came up and people can weigh in if they wish if they wish okay that sounds good all right well thanks everybody and we'll be back next time and that's our show for today you can find us at www.patreon.com slash fortunes wheelhouse, where you'll also find new episode announcements and loads of extra articles and visuals, which will help you follow along with the show. If you appreciate what Mel and I have done here at fortunes wheelhouse, please consider leaving us a five-star reviewer rating on iTunes, Apple podcasts, or Google play. And if you'd like to support the making of this podcast and gain access to all the member perks that come with that, please consider becoming a patron at any level you like by visiting www.patreon.com slash fortunes wheelhouse. You can also explore fortunes wheelhouse gear like t-shirts, tote bags, coffee mugs, and more by checking out our red bubble shop. That's at www.redbubble.com slash people slash wheelhouse 93 slash shop. Mel's beautiful books, decks, and prints can be found at tarotcart.com. And my book, Tarot Cases, Astrological Perfumes, and Online Tarot Class can be found at tsusanchang.com. Treat yourself to the tarot gift you've always wanted, because you are a hero of the astral plane, and we so appreciate your support. <laughs>